the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast, Ronnie K, and special guest this week as the NFL draft just hours away. Mm. We're going to talk to somebody who has been involved in an NFL draft, a former player. You probably know him better as one of the three amigos, Mark Jackson. But of course, first, before we get to Mark, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, 70 Colorado beers on tap to 100 Colorado distilled spirits. And of course, as we get closer to summer, man, those terrific rooftop views if you are a fan of any sport go on in there go get some brunch too on saturdays and sundays 10 a.m to 2 you can check them out on the web tap 14.com spell out the word 14 for me on that website tap 14.com for our friends at tap 14 mark jackson joins the broncos blitz podcast mark how are you i am awesome ronnie man this is possibly i like the fall but the spring, the spring into summertime of the year is probably the best time of the year for me. Really? Is it Love because it. of the weather? Is it because the NFL draft? Things are changing. You, you, you're transitioning from, from sport to sport. Let's talk about, because uh, you obviously were a, a former draft pick. Uh, you know, you were interesting because we were just talking prior to this podcast, and I was talking about how you were drafted in the sixth round. You were 161st overall in 86, but there was, at the time, you were you were draft pick uh, 1B. Is that correct? Six. I wish I was draft pick 1B. I was draft pick 6B. Okay. So the Broncos had two draft choices in that, that year's draft. Orson... I'm looking at my Are you Googling his name? Yeah. <laughs> Orson Who was 6A? Orson oh, why Bo- was he 6A and why weren't you 6A? Well, that's a good dang question. And I've, <laughs> I've argued that fact for years. And I, I argue it with Orson. And uh, he was an awesome, awesome uh, sure. back. He was uh, number eight. So it didn't happen. Oh, there he is. He was 151. So the Broncos had selection 151. And I believe I was 161. Is that oh, correct? there you go. Okay. Yeah. So they just straight up picked him first. They picked him first. He oh, was a gosh. tight end. Uh, he was a coming out of college, coming out of high school. He was very well touted across the United sure. States. Signed at uh, Florida State, Ooh, played okay. under Bobby Bowden. Could sure. make the grades there, and wind up going down to Winston Salem. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right. So you've been through this process. Yes. What are these players? Uh, over, let's talk about the last four months. Mm-hmm. What are these players going through in their minds? Uh, are they just uh, grinding in the weight room? Is it more mental testing? What are they going through right now? So the season ends, depending on how, how well your team performed and what bowl they get to play in. Sure. Uh, I only played in one bowl. I didn't play in a bowl my senior year. So we were done in December. So as the new year starts, you're, I mean, you're for me, we're immediately uh, staying in shape, getting ready for the combine. So the combine is the, is the next big thing that you have, unless you're uh, also selected to play in one of the bowl games, like East West Shrine or one sure. of the one of the All Star games. But the, you know the 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 whole idea is this is my shot to realize a childhood dream to uh, be a part of an elite fraternity, the NFL, and it's very special. And, and you take it that way. For me, um, I was. Uh, um, a late bloomer, so to speak. I was a walk-on at Purdue, so coming into the draft, I I wasn't even sure that I'd even be invited to the combine. And uh, when I got that invitation, that was that was like opening up a Christmas present. Really, like, sure. Now I get to show my stuff, show people 
who, how fast I am, how strong I am, because playing at Purdue University, let's face it, uh, they're not a, a powerhouse when it comes to uh, collegiate football. Yeah, a football program, sure. Uh, luckily, we had some really highly touted players on our team, like Jim Everett at quarterback. Mm. Uh, Rob Woodson was a very um, uh, touted um, uh, defensive back at the time, now a Hall of Famer. Uh, so a few eyes were on us. But uh, not necessarily on me. So that was my first thing was now the eyes are going to be on me. Yeah, I get a chance to separate myself. You're over here in the corner waving your arms. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm over here, guys. I'm like, on a I'm team, pretty too. Good at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I caught so, that one ball. Yeah, you got the one. So, of course, you get done with the combine. Um is it is it still continually working on your body and just this this mass rush to always you know look good for pro days and everything like that or or does it shift a little bit more to the studying and and the mental preparation for it's, it all? It's totally body work. Um, so you go from the combine to as you said the pro days. So now the pros are visiting, um, and whenever these scouts are coming on the campus, you know one of the things that I uh, I saw very quickly was. They weren't going to come on campus to see Mark Anthony Jackson, the uh, walk-on at Purdue University. They're going to come to see Jim Everett. So I said, sure. Jim, you're going to have to throw that ball to some people. <laughs> uh, can I be one of them? And literally, I showed up every time You know, Jim had someone in. Sure. Uh, I remember Sam uh, uh, Weiss came in uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. And I, I remember that day especially because um, he taught technique and he actually took an interest in me. And I thought... Wow, you this know, is kind of cool. Maybe I have a chance. Yeah, uh, I didn't think my statistics. I think I had forty catches my senior year, six hundred yards. You know, I'm, wasn't anything like I said incredible that sure. make it stand out. But um, from so in that point, I'm, I'm looking at the pro days. I know one of the things that they mark receivers by is speed. So I, I continued to work on my speed, and I was doing uh, stadium stairs. Uh, a friend of mine actually uh, uh, had this tube. We filled this like um, truck inner tube, oh, like sure. for a big truck tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we cut it, put some clamps on the ends, but filled it with sand. Oh, sure, like a weight that you could just drag around. And, and we drag it on the torture on the turf yourself field. and do all kinds of terrible Absolutely things to your body. Absolutely, torture. Why would works. you ever do something like that? Torture works. <laughs> it, it definitely does. Your body's like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. And if you can pull this big, you know, twenty-five pound bag of sand yeah um uh, without that man you're gonna fly this is easy yeah <laughs> we're so, speaking uh, with uh <laughs> we're speaking with mark jackson it's the broncos blitz podcast now mark of course you are on mile high sports radio you can catch him anything's possible with gil whiteley i like to say you're the uh the better half of the two the, the uh, other half for yes, sure. the other half yes you can catch them <laughs> 11 to 1 on mile high sports radio and mark we'll talk a little bit about what you've been doing too personally because i know you got all kinds of stuff going with the personal training we'll talk about that in a little bit awesome. uh, so how nervous were you as let's flash forward to today back in 86 so, where it's days before the draft. Are you just like wrecking yourself? Are you nauseous with anxiety or are you just like whatever happens, man? I was uh, I was the opposite of that. I had no nerves around the whole really? situation. OK, I had barely signed with a, uh, with an agent, so I didn't have any agents even looking at me and uh Luckily, my roommate from college uh, the year before, one of my fraternity brothers, was uh, a second round, second pick in the second round draft choice. And he said, man, I'll, I'll turn you on with my agent. So um, we were all going to meet at 
at Indiana University, and I say we all, this agent had three first-round draft choices. They were all defensive backs. He had me and I think two other guys. And literally, Ronnie, I, I, I just pretty much made up in my mind that I was going to be a walk-on again or a free agent in this case. And I, I didn't – I had no concerns. I had no expectations around being drafted. It was an exciting time because I was a senior now and eligible to be drafted uh, but had no expectations around that. So uh, going into it, we all uh, gathered up at Indiana University uh, that night before, and uh, he got us hotel rooms. And I was uh, rooming with this other guy who was a uh, a non-factor <laughs> in the draft, and we played cards all night. Sure. So there was never uh, uh, an, an anticipation of like uh, uh, or the nervousness of like round. you know where you could be going based on round. You were you were kind of in the round where you were just happy to be involved in a place. I just felt like um, I didn't want to I didn't want to be disappointed. Okay. But, so I, I like to focus on what I can control and the sure. positive things. So literally, I took the draft totally out of it, and I was creating a mindset that I was going to make somebody's team and I didn't care whose team it was. I just wanted to play in the yeah. NFL and I didn't have, like I said, I didn't want to create any expectation that uh, could be unmet. Was there a team that you wanted to go to? I did. I wanted to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, really? Or the Chicago Bears. See, I was born in Chicago. Sure, of course. So I've always been a Bears fan, but I grew up in the 70s. Yeah. So... Always a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So those were my AFC and NFC, mm. NFC team selections. And at that time, I, I really uh, – I thought that I would go to Pittsburgh because literally their scout came out, and I ran a 40 time for him. That was my best time. So it's so amazing I, now that I look back at it. Well, no, 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 come on. You're not going to just glance over it. What was it? I ran a 4-3-5. Wow, okay. For the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers that scout. That would have been really good in today. In fact, that would have been – the fastest, I think. Really, in I this year. guys are running like four two somethings now. But yeah, I ran well, a, particularly for this year. Yeah, I, I ran a four three five for him, and uh, he looked at it. And he had me run it again, and I ran like a four four one, and uh, I think he just kind of put it under his hat because think about it, they don't broadcast that information. Yeah, of course. Hey, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, our competitor. I just. <laughs> Time this guy Jackson at yeah. four three five. I didn't. No, I thought they're he was keeping that info. Absolutely, exactly, exactly. So I think he had it under his hat, and that's one of the things that people don't understand about the draft is it's not just picking the right players, but it's recognizing Orson Mobley versus Mark Jackson, who may not be there. So Orson Mobley may not have been there at one sixty one. So they took him at one fifty one, and Jackson. Nobody really knows about him. We think he can play. We got him under our hat. Let's take him at 161. And that's a that's another art form. I mean, really, uh, especially in the top five uh, rounds. Let's talk about now you as a player. You're on the Broncos, and uh, you're obviously one of the more higher-profile guys. You make the catch. The, uh, the You're a part of the three amigos and all this. As NFL drafts come, you as a player on the roster, are you thinking about it a little bit? 
Are you like, man, I, I kind of like this this guy coming out of college. And you're thinking, man, you know, are you putting your words of encouragement to the front office and being like, hey, you know, th- this guy's pretty darn decent, you know, based on your personal interests? Now, that, I've, I've heard that. Like, I think I heard, uh, I think it was your, uh, the, some of the audio that you sent me with uh, Chris yes, Harris. Yes, Chris Jr. Harris. Yeah. yeah. Chris Harris was most recently and talking that, about that. And that, that baffled me because I never, uh, and I thought, you know, I love the game of football, follow football. But I never, ever, ever thought about any for a second about who we we're going to draft. So you never played front office player. Never played front office guys. As really? a matter of fact, the only time that I was concerned at all was my second year. Uh, we had a we had a, a a practice that morning. I was skipping. You had to get it get in at least four out of the five days. And uh, one of the days, I was like, you know, so I'm going to take the day off. Yeah. And it was draft day. And the Broncos with their first pick. So, like, wide receiver, Ricky Natil <laughs> out of Florida. I'm like, what? What? Arr! What is I, happening I, here? I did a U-turn in the middle of I-25 yeah. and headed back down towards uh, oh, geez. what was the then Dove Valley and, yeah, and of course. worked my butt off. But, yeah, other than that draft, I never really. It never came into your mind. After about second or third year, yeah. I, I'm looking at some of the players. um, you know, there's so many things that you have to. There's so many moving parts in the NFL, and and what you'll find is you really, if if people, if if players, just took care of themselves. So in other words, it's almost like putting on the blinders, yeah. like the, the horses. Tunnel were. vision, sure. Tunnel vision. I'm Chris Harris Jr. I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna work on my game, my skill. I'm never arriving. I'm always gonna get better every single year. Boom. I don't care what's going on to the left of me or to the right of me. That's when you get a strong team. And and you said something earlier that I think really it really resonated with me, and I think you're dead on. It's controlling what you can control. You know, that's really absolutely. What it is. Yeah. That's what happens when you take off that those blinders is it, you start to see all the different distractions. I mean, we didn't have social media that they have today. Even I mean, what a distraction because you're seeing and you're hearing. I mean, the only thing that I could see or hear back then was maybe the Denver Post or sure. the Rocky Mountain News. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't watch much TV. But the papers were always there, and there was, you know. It's a whole new world in, in today's world. Whole new world. Yeah. Whole new world. Of course, something that uh, you control. You do all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, it's Mark Jackson. Of course, he's one of those three amigos, man. You can catch him on Anything's Possible with Gil Whiteley, 11 to 1, Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340, FM 104.7. But you got all kinds of great stuff going on. Personal training? Yes. So I, I – I, um it's more that I think it's a little more than or personal life training. coach. Life coach. So sure. uh, literally, it's a social business. And uh, if you're speaking to millennials that are listening to your or uh, Generation Z, I guess is what it's called now. Uh, people that want to make a difference, want to make an impact. And, and literally, I speak to a lot of even baby boomers. Sure. People that are, um, you know, getting up there in the age and, and realizing, hey, my body's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. So. Uh, social business, buy one, give one business model, and and I just I just get people aware of their health and some simple things, simple things that you can do daily, things that you can take control of, right? That you can do daily that over time compound into a more healthy life, a more vibrant life, more energetic, and that's the, that's the thing that I focus on. So of course you got that going on. You can follow him on Twitter. M Jax, and that's J A X eighty. But if they want to reach out to you uh, to contact you about this, you know, life coach or anything like that, how do they do that? Two places you can go online at www.markjacksonhealth. 
Jackson.com. Oh, you got a Jackson fancy Health. website. You got to spell it all out, too, man. <laughs> That's long. Right? That's a long one. Or you can call me. 303-520-4365. I'll throw my number out there. Well, you know the ladies listen to this program. Really? So you better Man, be careful. That's an added benefit. <laughs> that is an added benefit. Uh, he is Mark Jackson, of course, former Bronco, and you can catch him on Anything's Possible, 11 a.m. to 1, a, uh, 1 p.m. on Mile High Sports Radio, a.m. 1340 with Gil Whiteley. Of course, you guys will be talking draft as we get uh, right up to it. I appreciate yes. the time. Thank you so much, man. Ronnie K., I wouldn't. I wouldn't do this for anyone else but oh, you. You're so sweet. But I've never done a podcast. This is my first. I'm a virgin. What'd you think? I loved it. You loved it, right? I love the experience. You can be kind of loose and fun, and you know, I don't know why you took your clothes off, but whatever. But- <laughs> I mean, jeez, goodness, Mark. Don't. <laughs> hey, it's presented, of course, by Tap 14, the Broncos Blitz Podcast, 1920 Blake Street, 70 Colorado beers on tap, and the 100 Colorado Dispilled, Distilled Spirits. Check them out at tap14.com, and of course, you can find archives of the Broncos Blitz Podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. <laughs>